Hi guys, it's Claire and this is the Coached by Claire podcast. If you want some company in your pursuit of a healthier, stronger, fitter you, then you've come to the right place. Strap in for stories about my own journey and useful education about how you can improve your health and achieve the goals you've always wanted. Hi pals, happy Monday. Hope you're all okay. Hope you've all had a beautiful weekend. Uh, If you're not listening to this on a Monday, I hope you're having a good day anyway. Um, And yeah, this is episode 27. I can't believe it. Like every time I record a new episode, I feel like I can't believe how quickly the numbers are going up. When I first started this podcast, I wasn't sure how well it would go down or how consistent I would be able to be with it. But I love doing it and I hope that you guys get as much out of it as I get putting into it. So in this episode, I'm gonna talk about five things that I sort of wish that I'd learned earlier in life, but there is a bit of a catch to this, isn't there? Because I think lots of people say like, oh, I wish I'd learned that earlier. But actually, it takes life experience and experience itself to learn things. So although I wish I'd learned these things earlier, I actually would never have learned them without living life and ex- and going through different experiences. So these are all things that I've probably kind of realized since being 30. Uh, like all of the experiences that I've had as a child, teenager and person in my 20s, I've finally kind of been able to gather and draw on all of that and realize these things since becoming 30, but I never would have learned them without the previous life experience before turning 30. Um, I actually did an Instagram and TikTok reel about these things. So you might have seen this, but um, I just thought I'd elaborate on them a little bit. And although not all of them are fitness related directly, I think they can all be indirectly linked to health and fitness and how we approach that sort of thing within our lives. And hopefully you might feel like you've had similar experiences or that you can relate to some of these things. I'm always really interested to know people's thoughts. So if you ever listen to my podcasts and you find something relatable or you can connect to it, please DM me and let me know because yeah, it's just really cool and like useful for me to know if you feel you've had similar things. So anyway, as always, let's dive on in. So the first thing on my list was that I don't hate exercise. I just hadn't discovered my jam when I thought I hated exercise. And actually lifting weights was a total game changer for me. And I know I've spoken about this before in previous episodes, Um, but like, as a young person, and particularly a young woman, I was never encouraged by anyone to go and pick up weights and learn weightlifting as a thing. Like in PE lessons at school, we were never encouraged to go into the weight section and pick up weights. It was always hockey or football or like the fucking bleep test. Oh my God, who remembers the bleep test? And I was always terrible at the bleep test because one thing I'm not is fast. Like I'm not fast. My husband always jokes that I walk I walk faster than I run because I literally run so slowly. And it's funny because it's so true. I literally have no speed about me whatsoever. And I feel like at school, we were always encouraged to do these things that weren't necessarily the right things for us. Like, we were round pegs and they were trying to fit us all into square holes. 
And, you know, there were some people that really thrived in that environment, like naturally athletic kids who'd maybe been had like sporty or athletic parents who'd been brought up in that sort of thing. And but if you hadn't or you didn't enjoy that sort of thing, you were just kind of like made to go along with it. There was no option for looking at other things and certainly no option for weightlifting. Um, So if you feel like you hate exercise you probably don't, you just haven't found something that you enjoy yet, because there really is something for everyone, like, you can literally do anything from swimming, to tennis, to running, to weightlifting, to yoga, pilates, crossfit, like, whatever you want, there's so many different things, available groups, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I think, is quite, is something that's come about, like, quite a lot in the last few years, it seems to be, quite a thing on Instagram at the moment, or it certainly has in the last couple of years. Um, Like martial arts, like you don't usually think of martial arts as being a sport, but well, I don't anyway, but it most certainly is. And something that you potentially could really enjoy, but maybe you've just never thought to do it before. So yeah, if you're, if you are in the, on the pursuit of finding health and improving your fitness, but you feel like the outlook is a bit bleak and you feel a bit fed up and disheartened because you think, well, I don't want to do couch to 5k because I don't enjoy running. I don't want to go and do a tough mudder or, you know, whatever it is. Don't feel despair. Have a think about what you might enjoy and try different things. Give it a go. Like you only have to try something once or twice. And if you hate it, then that's fine. You can find something else. But I really truly believe there is something for everybody. And I just don't want people to go through life feeling like they'll never enjoy any type of exercise, even if it's just as simple as walking. It might be that your chosen exercise that you love to do is like walking or rambling or something. Like it doesn't have to be anything extreme or the things that are seen are like, as like the kind of mainstream stuff um and you know if you don't ever exercise if you don't ever get a good amount of movement in you are really going to increase your risk of long-term health implications and part of something that I really want to do is to get as many people moving as possible because moving will improve your health in so many ways and particularly your mental health and when your mental health is good everything else is so much easier. So number two on my list is people who put you down, insult you and cause you pain do not love you. Get as far away from those people as possible and don't look back. Now, probably for some people, this is going to be like, well, duh, like obvious, but actually no, not obvious. And again, as women and as young girls, something that we are told a lot is when a boy is mean to you, it means that he fancies you. And I was told this loads as a child, uh, by teachers, by other adults. Like I used to get picked on a bit at school, not horrendously. I wouldn't ever say I was bullied per se, but like picked on definitely. Kids are mean, right? Or kids have the ability to be mean. And I have ginger hair. And so at school I was picked on quite a lot particularly by boys. Actually, I don't think I was ever picked on by girls for this, always by boys for having ginger hair. And they called me all of the things. And when I got to high school, it became meaner or 
like more mean or more personal because in primary school it was like oh you're ginger or calling me ginger nut biscuit but in high school it was you know ginger pubes ginger minge do your pubes match your hair that sort of that kind of caliber of thing um and as well as being ginger I've always had really really skinny legs so I don't have a typical quote-unquote like female shape where I store most of my fat around my peripheries I actually have I suppose a more masculine shape and store most of my fat around my middle which is not great because that's the most dangerous place to store it but there we go and so I've always had really really slim legs and because I wasn't really skinny around my middle the boys used to call me turkey because they thought that my body shape resembled poultry which isn't that so lovely but the point is that if I ever told anyone about this and said oh so and so's been mean to me often I would be met with oh it's probably because they fancy you or they like you and they don't know how to behave around you so we're kind of taught that like if someone's mean to us it's because they like us but actually we shouldn't be teaching children that at all especially not young girls and we shouldn't be allowing okay maybe I'm veering a bit off course here because I'm most certainly not a parent but like I in my opinion we should not be allowing young boys and young girls to be mean to people like that and brush it off as oh it's okay because maybe you fancy them or maybe you like them a little bit we need to break the pattern break the mold and change the behavior because growing up thinking that if somebody is mean to you it means they like you or they care about you is so dangerous and as you well know probably if you've listened or maybe you, you might not know but if you've listened to one of my podcast episodes from the other week where I talked about having experienced abuse I've spent a long time in and out of two really relationships where I was treated very very badly and it was really difficult to come to the decision that those people did not love me they did not respect me they didn't love me they weren't prepared to take care of me they wanted to possess me and control me and that is not love and getting as far away from those people as possible is the best thing that I've ever done and if there are people in your life that don't make you feel good that put you down and cause you pain they don't fucking love you so get away from them and waste absolutely no more time and no more of your life on them so number three on the list definitely links back into the last one they're like closely connected but it's that I didn't need to put up from abuse from someone in order to prevent someone else from experiencing it like that was never my responsibility and something that I used to tell myself and perhaps it was like I don't know a self-protective thing or trying to rationalize in my brain like why I was staying with that person was that well at least if I was with them and they were hurting me then they couldn't hurt anyone else and that's a lot of weight to carry on your shoulders and also not something that anyone should ever believe and now when I think back on it I'm like that's so ridiculous that I ever thought that or that's how I rationalized it to myself but I think that was just what I had to do at the time until I had the strength the knowledge the wherewithal to be able to break the cycle and walk away for good um and 
why I think these, both of this point and the last point relate to health and fitness is because by getting rid of toxic people from your life, you will find such a deeper self-love and self-respect. When you've got someone in your life that puts you down all the time and makes you feel like shit, it's really easy to for you to forget to love yourself and to put yourself first because they tell you you're, you're worthless all the time. And so why would you look after yourself? And that then comes with not exercising, not eating right, whether that's eating way too much, whether that's not eating enough, you know, not prioritizing your health because you don't feel like you're worth it. And once you get rid of these toxic people and once you realize that you don't have to put up with shit and you start learning to love yourself and respect yourself, you will want to do better for yourself in terms of your health. You'll want to take care of your body. You'll want to take care of the what nourishment you give your body and how you move your body. You'll want to take care of your brain because I think I said in one of the podcasts last week, the challenge podcast episodes, that like your brain, you're in it all the time. So why not make it a nice place to be? And something that will defo help with that is getting rid of people who don't deserve to be in your life. The fourth thing is that you're capable of so much more than you give yourself credit for and you can achieve great things. And honestly, this is so true. And it took me a long fucking time to learn this. And capable of so much more in like so many different areas of your life. Like if you think that you're limited in one area of your life, you are wrong. You have got the the power, the ability, the capabilities to change things, to do things differently, to do things better if you think that that part of your life isn't good enough. Like you have the power to change that. Yes, it takes work. Yes, it takes time. And sometimes it takes support from other people, but it's absolutely doable. And for me, this is true, like I just said, in lots of different areas of my life. For example, I didn't ever think that I'd own a house because owning a house seemed like totally fucking impossible. Um, And I think probably for young people, even more impossible at the moment. But if you work really hard and you try to be sensible with what money you have, eventually you will get there. Even if it takes longer than you want it to, you will get there. And then also in terms of like, my career I never ever thought that I would be clever enough to get into university to study as a midwife then while I was studying I didn't ever think I'd qualify as a midwife I certainly didn't think I'd qualify with a first class honours degree which I did which I was fucking astounded by and then you know every at every moment we question ourselves don't we and there's something that we we come across or we try and do and we think oh no I can't do that and that's always kind of like the go-to thing is oh no I can't do that so something I've really worked on in the last few years and particularly probably since after turning 30 even more because I've had this kind of transformation physical and mental and like well-being transformation and that's led me on to a totally different career again which I never thought would ever happen And now I have my own business. And I think and look at my life sometimes now and I have to pinch myself that it is how it is. And I'm not saying that I've done it by luck or that it's just fallen in my lap because it hasn't. I've worked incredibly hard. 
And I'm not afraid to say that. I'm not afraid to big myself up and give myself the credit that I fucking deserve for the work that I've done. But what I am saying is, if I can do it, then anyone can do it. It is possible. You just have to find the right path that works for you. And quite a lot of the time, the right support. And this goes back to surrounding yourself with people that love you and care for you and want the best for you. So yeah, that's a, that's a, a biggie is that don't doubt yourself. Don't put yourself down because you're worth more than that. And you deserve more than that. And the fifth thing that I wish I had learnt at a younger age, and I do wish I could have been like this from a younger age, but really I could never have done this without the experience that came with time, was learning to be my most authentic self will enable me to give the best value to those around me. You cannot give true value if you are not truly you. I grew up being a total yes person, a people pleaser, scared to say no, um, scared to even have like healthy debate with people because I've always been so terrified of hurting people's feelings at the expense of my own feelings and my own beliefs sometimes, which is not really a great place to be and actually probably doesn't make you a very good person because if you can't stand up for what you believe in, then what can you do? And through the experiences that I've had, like grief, university, different relationships, friendships, um, work as a midwife, working and building my own business have all really taught me how important it is to be myself and also kind of given me the skills to do that because for example as a midwife we're quite autonomous practitioners we make quite a lot of decisions um and we don't always have to involve doctors for things um and sometimes we don't always agree with what the doctors say and it's good sometimes to be able to say actually I don't agree with this and sometimes you're in a position where you really need to advocate for your patient and be her voice and so definitely being a midwife has played a big role in that but also getting the confidence and the wherewithal to be able to set up create grow my own business has most certainly pushed me even further forwards one of the things that I obviously do quite a lot is like videos on TikTok content speaking to the speaking to the camera like doing these podcasts and sometimes well, well not anymore but at the beginning it was always very uncomfortable and even through the short time that I've been doing this podcast now like if you listen I think to the first couple of episodes I'm definitely a bit stiff um, and I hadn't kind of quite loosened up into it, whereas I feel much more like I can just be myself and say what I mean and mean what I say, and that's really, really liberating. And in terms of your health and how this will benefit your health is that it will bring you more peace of mind. You won't feel like you're living a different life to the one that you're living in your head. You'll be able to stand up to people more. And if you want to do something for you, you're much more likely to have the courage and conviction to go and do it rather than waiting for someone else's permission, which by the way, you don't fucking need. And now I'm definitely never going to be like a really confrontational person. I'm, I'm never going to be like a total kind of verbal bull in a china shop and go in 
throwing my elbows around and telling people they should think this way or think that way because that's how I think. I really truly believe that you can always behave with kindness first and foremost, even if you're having to have a really difficult conversation with somebody, but you most certainly don't have to suppress your own voice and your own feelings because you're scared that someone else might get upset. Because in that situation, if by suppressing your feelings and your voice, you are hurting and you are upset, then someone is always gonna be upset. So yeah, learning learning to be more authentically me outwardly to other people has been such a game changer. And that confidence as well definitely came along my health journey. Like the more promises that I made to myself and kept, the more confident I became, the more reinforced in my own abilities I became and the more belief I just held in myself, I suppose. And so if you are listening to this and you know that you're a bit of a people pleaser, a bit of a yes person, and you want to look at ways that you can start to have a bit more courage to speak your truth, I honestly think that finding some sort of exercise you enjoy, weightlifting is the best, is definitely going to help you because you're pushing yourself to limits that you didn't know that you had and that totally underpins and reinforces the ability to be able to speak your mind and be truthful to who you are. So that concludes episode 27. I hope that you have found it insightful, helpful, interesting. I think interesting and insightful are the same thing. Um, But if anyone's got any opinions on it, wants to chat more about it because you have found it interesting, I would love to hear from you. Please feel free to slide into the old Instagram DMs. Um, I'm at coached underscore by underscore Claire. And you can also have a look at my website, coachedbyclaire.com if you'd like any further information about coaching or again, just slide into the DMs. I'm always happy to chat with anyone and I will see you in the next episode. Good day.